and uh, at the beginning of the year when I preach on favour. I believe this is the year of the favour of the Lord for us. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> the year of the favour of the Lord. I agree with that. So favoured. Not just favoured, but so favoured. I've got a, a series that I do every now and then, and it's so something. And tonight, it's going to be so favoured. And when you think of that, it's like it gives you a good feeling. Most people think, yeah, favour, I'm favoured. But then there's other people who might be sitting there or watching on there and they think, you know what, I don't feel favoured. I don't feel like I'm a favourite. But it's not about being a favourite. And as we go through the Word of God, we'll see, it's not about being a favourite because God is not into favourites. Thank God he's not into favourites, okay? He loves everybody equally. The goodies and the baddies. He loves everyone equally and only God can do that. Because you know what? When people offend us or people don't live the way that we think they should or they, you know, there's things in their behaviour or the way they treat us or whatever, then they're not our favourites, okay? And, you know, we're human and we do kind of gravitate towards certain people. So I want to look at favour, not favourites, but favour. So what does favour mean? Favour means to show kindness. To show kindness. Or it means to show goodwill. Or to have support. If you have favour, you have support. Or you have approval and you feel like people are for you or someone is for you. And I want to actually look, of course, at the favour of God. So when God favours you, it's actually him stepping in to your situation to make a difference. It's him stepping in or being in your situation or your life to make a positive difference. And like I said, favour is different from favouritism. God isn't into favourites. He's into favouring people, his people. And a classic example was Noah. You would think, wow, Noah was one of God's favourites. Oh, no, he wasn't. <laughs> so let's go and see what was so good about Noah. He had favour, absolutely. But he wasn't a favourite. We're all favourites, okay? No matter where we're at, sinners and saints. Favourites of God, but not all favoured by God. Okay? It says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is when there is sin covering the whole earth and everything's gone uh, into a, a deep, dark place spiritually. But it says, But Noah found grace, or he found favour in the eyes of the Lord. So he found favour in the eyes of the Lord. Now, why? Why did he find favour? Because you know what? If you want favour in your life, you want to know why. Okay? It says, this is the genealogy of Noah. So then it goes down into his family line. But it says this about him. He was a just man. Perfect in his generations. doesn't say he was perfect, but when compared to all the others, he was perfect. Okay? Perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. That's why he had favour or he found grace in the eyes of the Lord because everybody else around him was not walking with God. They had no connection with the Lord. 
they had, it says the thoughts and the intents of their heart was on sin continually, on evil continually. So the state of things was terrible at that time. So God was looking for a man. He was looking for somebody. And Noah found favour in his sight. Why? Because he walked with God. So there's a clue. If you want favour with the Lord, walk with God. Have that connection. Keep your heart right with the Lord. So um, throughout, uh, there's many, many times in the Word of God it says the word favour pops up. But it's usually from people and it's usually other people saying if I've found favor in your sight will you do this for me if I've found favor in your sight will you have mercy on me if you've found favor in your sight will you be just will you give be good okay so it's usually talking about favor from people but favor from people fluctuates and it's conditional whereas the favor that comes from God is totally totally different and the favour that comes from God can reach where the favour from man cannot. The next, um, the next example I want to give, I, I don't want to make this hugely um, detailed, but I just want to go into some of the, the ones who had favour from the Lord and glean from that. Okay. The next one was Joseph. Now we know that Joseph had a really tough time. So, you know, in your head you think, wow, he didn't have much favour from God. You know, his brothers sold him out and, you know, left him for dead. And then he became, uh, he was sold to, to um, Potiphar. He was like a slave in the household. Then he was falsely accused by the wife. He gets thrown into prison. So it says Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. We think, wow, there's not much favour there. But it says this. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favour. So mercy and favour are different here. Showed him mercy and gave him favour in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So, you know, even though he's falsely accused, even though these terrible things have happened, he's been betrayed by his brothers, okay? He's been sold into slavery, basically. He's in prison. And yet, it said God gave him favour. God gave him favour, even in the prison. Sometimes we are in a difficult situation, but it doesn't mean the favour of God cannot come into our world, no matter where we are. You might feel trapped in something. But I'm telling you, the favour of God can come to you wherever you are. Wherever you are. God gave him favour and he brought him out of that place. Brought him out of that place. So even though you might feel you're in a prison, it says God gave. It's a gift. Favour is a gift. Favour is a gift from God. When people do you a favour, they go, can you do me a favour? And I go, oh, it depends. <laughs> you know, it depends what it is. And it's usually conditional. Well, you know what, you, you do it. You owe me. You'll owe me. <laughs> but God's not like that. He just, he just gave. He gave him favour. He didn't ask for anything back. Why did he give it? Because again of that relationship, Joseph kept his heart right and his faith in God. 
even though he was in the prison. So these are all things that we can learn. These are keys, because I'm into having keys to live a successful life in the here and now. Even though we read stories, you know, that were thousands of years ago, human nature's pretty much stayed the same, yeah? Okay, so then he showed to individuals first, but then he also showed favor to his people Israel because he chose them. He chose them, the smallest group of people, to show his glory, okay? The least he took to show his greatness and his covenant. And in uh, Exodus chapter 3, he says this, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go, because they were, they were uh, in captivity at this time for hundreds of years, I'm going to give you favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go out, because he said, go out and worship me. Let my people go that they can worship me. That you shall not go empty-handed. Wow. Here they are as slaves with hard taskmasters, and yet God is saying, I'm going to give you favour. So how can that happen? You might be sitting there thinking, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. How can anything happen? But God, if he says it, it's going to happen. And he says, when you go out, you're not going out empty-handed. And when they went out, it says, he touched the heart of the Egyptians. And his people asked them, the Hebrews asked them, give us this, give us that. They gave them gold, they gave them silver, they gave them everything, and off they went. And then he showed favour by opening the Red Sea and bringing them out and then closing it up again. The favour of God was incredible there. When the plagues came into the land of Egypt, there was one place, the land of Goshen, in that land where the Hebrews were, and that was safe. There was no darkness there. When there was darkness over the rest of Egypt, in Goshen, where God's people were, the favour was there. You know, when darkness is all around us sometimes, the favour of God, can be with us the light of God can be upon us so and they did not go out empty-handed or at all the provision was there there was always provision provision is part of the favor of God he will provide for you what you need when you need it when they were there they didn't need those things but when they went out he said I'm going to take you out and you won't be empty-handed what you need, God will give you at the right time. That's the favour of the Lord, proving his faithfulness. And then he said this, I will look on you favourably and make you fruitful. So he's taking them out of captivity. He's bringing them into the new place, into the Canaan land, the promised land. He said, I'll look on you favourably and make you fruitful, multiply you. And confirm my covenant with you. I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. So he's saying I favoured you as you come out of that place. I'm going to favour you as you come into a new place. There's a different kind of favour. He says I'm going to multiply you, make you fruitful, confirm my covenant. He's going to show his favour 
to show his goodness to them and to everyone around them. He said, I will be among you. The presence of God is his favour. When God withdraws, that's a withdrawal of his favour. A withdrawal of his presence is a withdrawal of his favour. He said, I'll walk among you. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. You belong with me. I belong with you. The favour of God is that sense of belonging. Sense of belonging to the Lord. So that was to the nation. You know, the favour of God is not necessarily just to, a, to the nation of Israel. It's to any that God calls, okay? Even a child, even a child, doesn't matter they're young or old, the favour of God can be upon your life. It says the child Samuel grew in stature and in favour, both with the Lord and men. So even as a child, the favour of God was upon him. The favour of God and favour with people. Why? Because he was chosen. Because the call of God was upon his life. The gifts and calling of God are without revoking. If he chooses you, calls you, he's going to cause it to happen. And so it says, Samuel grew in favour. He grew in favour. In other words, it took time. And as he grew physically in stature, he grew also in favour with God and man. A lot of people want to have favour with people. They want to be popular. They want people to help them. But I tell you, the help and the favour of God far outweighs that. I would rather have favour with God than with people. Amen. Now, like I said, sometimes when things go wrong in our lives or we make mistakes or we mess up like King David did, and, you know, if you read the book of Psalms, there's many, many psalms or songs in there where David is talking about the favour of the Lord and, and all these things, the strength of God, the praise of the Lord, the glory of God. But then when he falls into sin himself, he feels, feels. He knows that God's favour is with him, but he feels it's not. And sometimes when things aren't going right in our lives or we've messed up, we also feel that God's favour is not with us. Doesn't mean it's not, it's just what we feel. That distance has come. That distance has come. When that closeness is there, there's no doubt whatsoever. No doubt. But there's times when we feel that the favour of God is not with us because of what's going on. Okay? But then again, if you really make that decision in your heart, no matter what's going on, I know that the Lord loves me. Good, good Father. He is a good, good Father. We make that decision to believe and to trust no matter what circumstances are happening in our lives. Just like Job. Listen to what Job says. In the midst of his suffering, when things are going terribly wrong, he says this. You have granted me life and favour. 
even though he probably felt like he was dying at the time and being accused by his friends, all his family except his wife are gone. Things are really bad. Physically, he's struggling. Emotionally, he's struggling. But his spirit was able to say, you have granted me life and favour. Wow. And your care has preserved my spirit. Sometimes when things go wrong, we think, God, you don't care. <laughs> but he's saying, Lord, your care has preserved my spirit. See that? Spirit, soul, body. He's struggling in his body physically. He's being tormented in his soul. But his spirit is preserved and strong and full of faith. You've preserved, your care, Lord, has preserved my spirit. And these things you've hidden in your heart, I know that this was with you. He's saying, I don't understand all this, God. It was in your heart to allow this to happen. I don't understand it all. And I know it's from you. But you have given me great favour and you care for me. Wow. That's great faith. That is great faith. When we struggle physically, when we are um, having a tough time emotionally, can we say, God, you have granted me favour. You really care about me. <laughs> let's learn from Job. Let's learn from Job. Then let's get over into the New Testament. Classic passage here. This is an angel speaking to young Mary. And the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You will bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Wow. What did she do to be so highly favoured? I guess she just walked with the Lord. She was a godly young lady. Highly favoured to be chosen to be the Messiah's mother, to bring forth the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, our Lord. So blessed, so blessed was she. But he's saying this, you are highly favoured. He didn't say you will be. He said you are. Why? Because she was chosen by God. Each and every one of us is highly favoured. We've all been chosen by God to bring forth Jesus. To bring forth Jesus into people's lives. We are all highly favoured. And we shouldn't be afraid of what God has called us to. She said, according to your word, let it be. Let it be. Amazing. So the thing that really impressed me in this when I was, when I was getting this yesterday... It says you are highly favoured. And you would think the same thing of Jesus, right? That when Jesus was born, you'd think, wow, he, he's just, if she's highly favoured, he's exponentially highly favoured, right? But if you go to Luke chapter 2, the next chapter, it says, 
Jesus went down with them, came to Nazareth, was subject to them. Okay, this one is 12 years old. Okay, they'd gone up to worship and they came back home. It says, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Kept what? She said, I must be about my father's business. Okay, they all went home. And it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, just like Samuel did, increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. I think it's a really interesting statement that the angel comes to Mary and says, you are highly favoured. But Jesus actually increased in it. He had to grow into it and increase in it. Very interesting. He was just like you and me. Fully God, but fully human. He increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Okay, so what is favour like? What is favour like? What is it? Is it just a word? Is it a feeling? What is it? What does the Bible say? There's many things it says, but I just want to share a few. What is favour like? When we ask for favour, what is it? This is like David said. He understood what favour was. He said, you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favour, you will surround him as with a shield. He understood that sense of being surrounded and protected. Therefore, when he fell into sin with Bathsheba, he felt that he was unrighteous. He felt that he wasn't covered. He didn't feel that favor, okay? And after he repented, he felt that restoration come. But he's saying, you bless the righteous. Who are the righteous? Those who believed and received Jesus. With favor surrounding us. Surrounding. Don't see favour coming and going. Okay? Favour from people is conditional and it comes and goes. Right? In Psalm 30, he says this God's anger is but for a moment, but his favour is for life. His favour is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, sometimes we mess up and you know what? We feel, oh, God's angry with us and, you know, but that's for a moment. It's not like people. Sometimes people get mad and they stay mad forever at you. <laughs> they never forgive you. They never let it go. But God's anger is for a moment. But his favour, it doesn't come and go, come and go. His favour is for life. The favour of God is there, always there, surrounding us like a shield, ever projected towards us. He ushers his favour towards us constantly, whether we feel it or know it or not. His favour is for life, for life. <clears throat> and the last one, favour, what's favour like? Favour is priceless. Favour is priceless. Whether you have favour with people, but especially with God, favour is priceless. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. I, this is one of my favourites, you know that. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. 
loving favour rather than silver and gold. If you have favour with people, and especially if you have favour with God, you don't have to worry about the silver and gold. You don't have to worry about chasing things. You don't have to worry about your good name or your reputation. If you have favour with God, all these things will fall into place. Some people chase after the wrong things. So many people out there chasing riches, chasing fame, chasing the wrong things. But if they would follow hard after the Lord, the favour of God would take care of all those things they're lacking and chasing after. So do you, do we have God's favour? Do you have God's favour? Absolutely. If you go through the Bible, you'll see scriptures that say, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't deserve that. God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's incredible favour. Incredible favour. We didn't deserve it. Sometimes you do a favour if you think someone deserves it. We did not deserve the favour of having Jesus in our lives. We did not deserve the favour of his forgiveness. We didn't deserve the favour of having a future and a hope that we couldn't earn, we couldn't buy. That's amazing, amazing favour. Ephesians 2 says it. This is another passage I love. By grace favor you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself not even our own faith God gave it it's a gift of God not of works lest anyone should boast what a wonderful wonderful scripture that is we've been saved by the favor the grace the mercy the goodness of God and he gave us the faith to believe. It's a gift, a gift. Nothing we could work for, nothing we can boast about and say, hey, got more faith than you, sister. No, you can't do that. No one can boast because it's absolutely the favor and goodness of God. And the last verse I wanna share is this. Not only is favour a shield that surrounds us, but it says the Lord God is the sun and the shield. He is favour personified. The Lord gives favour and honour. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So we've come full circle basically from Noah Right at the very beginning, first mention of favour and grace. The man who walked uprightly. And we come right through to those who walk uprightly. That's the key. Walk right with God and you will have incredible favour. You will have different degrees of favour. According to the call of God that's on your life. We can grow in favour, we can increase in favour. We can be surrounded by it. How good is that? How good is that? 
Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. I'm greatly blessed, highly favoured, and deeply loved. That was the thing I said before. Let's say that. I am greatly blessed, greatly blessed, highly favoured, and deeply loved. Yeah, if you know that, you'll be strong. You'll be strong. Nothing will come against you. Nothing will overcome you. Nothing will defeat you. Father, I thank you that we are greatly blessed. We are highly favoured and we are deeply loved. Thank you, Lord, for that surrounding, for that confidence that you give to us. Thank you, Lord, that we would be able to acknowledge like Job did or Joseph did. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, that we know that you are our good, good father, that we know that we are favoured by you, that your everlasting arms uphold us, that you carry us no matter what, that nothing will overtake us, nothing will overwhelm us except your goodness. We just bless you tonight and thank you, Lord, for your favour upon our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Have an awesome week, everyone. If you need prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, stay safe.